Hello and welcome to another episode on Football Talk Podcast. My name is Ozzy and I'm your host for today's show. The new year starts with a bang in Matrix 20 as Liverpool defeat Newcastle 4-2 in flying colours. And then you have Arsenal, unfortunately, suffering yet another defeat the hands of Fulham. Man City are back to winning ways after their victory against Sheffield United. Man I go back to being a banter club as they lose to Nottingham Forest. Tottenham were also victorious against a very informed Bournemouth team. So let's start our review with the Liverpool versus Newcastle game, which obviously ended 4-2. And what a game it was to start the New Year's. Uh, it certainly lived up to the history of this fixture. And it's always full of goals. And that's exactly how it panned out. Liverpool were dominant from the first minute. Trent was very close to scoring uh, with a left-footed volley. Nunes had quite a few chances. I wasn't able to convert. Now, I want to quickly touch on Nunes and this witch hunt that's currently under him right now. As I don't think there's any striker in the league that is under such scrutiny right now. Every chance or every touch that he has is being analysed with such great detail. For me, it's a little bit ridiculous. Now, I'm not going to say that some of the comments from fans or the media with regards to his finishing isn't valid. I've said it multiple times before. He's very erratic with his finishing. He lacks composure in certain situations and still hasn't found that formula or balance when it comes to his shooting selection. So in golfing terms, he's still trying to figure out what club to use for certain shots. There's times where he's smashing a, a shot and maybe should be finessing it, just to give you an example. But on the positive, for me, he's showing great improvement in his all-round game and look, if he's helping a team win games but isn't getting the goals, honestly, I couldn't care less. Last time I checked, this is Liverpool Football Club, not Nunes FC. If we're still getting the wins on the board and staying on top of the table, that's all I care about. No point in picking a scapegoat just for the sake of it. Now, imagine if Liverpool did win the league and it would be without a traditional lethal strike and foul goal, according to some, so wouldn't that make it a great achievement? But let me not get too ahead of myself. Back to the game, Liverpool were on smoke during this fixture. They were producing so many shots during the game that we ended up smashing the XG record in this game. So that was proof that we should have scored a lot more goals and Newcastle probably got lucky that we didn't annihilate them. Big talking points of the game were the two penalty decisions. Uh, now everyone has their opinion, so I'll give you mine. For me, both were right for penalties and I'll explain. So the Luis Diaz one, he was running in full speed, driving into the box and gets clipped from behind by Botman. The fall to the ground for me was natural. And if you don't think so, no offence, but I would take it that you've never played football before or dribbled in full speed like that. You can see that he actually tried to stay on his feet, but his legs got tangled as he dropped to the ground. So for me, that was the right decision for that penalty to be awarded. Salah steps up, hits it straight at the keeper. The ball is still in the danger zone. Trent Alexander-Arnold gets there first, but wasn't able to finish um, as his volley was hit over the bar. For me, he should have done better. It looked like he shinned it with the contact, but, you know, he's such a great technician. He should have smashed that into the back of the net. But Salah was able to break that deadlock in the second half, and he managed to score his 150th Liverpool goal, which is another record that he's broken. Isaac equalises with an exquisite finish from the left-hand side for Newcastle. Curtis Jones, who for me was sensational in this game, gets on the score sheet uh, from a great team move. 
One of our substitutes, Gakpo, scores from close range to make it 3-1. And what a sublime pass it was from Mo Salah with the outside of his left foot. Now, people need to respect his playmaking ability because for me, he's a complete attacker. For me, probably the most complete attacker in world football. Disagree? Drop a comment. Let me know who's better because I can't see anyone that is. Newcastle, surprised Liverpool again with another point-blank header from the corner. Moments later, Liverpool awarded a second penalty. Now, firstly, what a sublime pass by McAllister, who makes his first start since getting injured against Sheffield United. Jota's through on goal, but Dubravka fouls him in the box. Penalty is awarded now. Again, this penalty was the right decision. Again, Jota was dribbling in full speed, goes around the keeper. He tries to get the ball, but instead he pretty much smashes his elbow onto his foot. Jota loses balance and falls to the ground. People call it a dive. Why on earth would an attacker like Jota dive when he could literally add another goal to his tally with an open goal? There's clearly contact on the player. Gary Neville t- talking absolute nonsense on Sky Sports, um, saying there was minimal contact. And then you have Alan Shearer tweeting, saying what a great dive it was. Let's not bring up the tapes. As I know for a fact, Alan Shearer used to dive a lot to get penalties. And let's be honest, all the top strikers do it from the past and from the current time as well. Harry Kane does it all the time. But due to English bias, it's labelled as being smart rather than diving. But we'll leave it at that. Drop a comment and let me know your views on both penalty decisions. Salah steps up for this penalty and this time he hits the back of the net with precision. Overall, a great win for Liverpool. And, And that was a statement performance on the basis that There weren't any poor performances for me from the Liverpool team. Everyone was very good and put in a shift to get the three points. Speaking of three points, Liverpool are now three points clear at the top of the table. City still have a game in hand. But even if they win, there will only be two points behind Liverpool. So, great victory for the Reds. Endo is now off on international duty with Japan at the Asian Cup. Salah is also off on international duty with Egypt in the African Cup of Nations. So the big question is, how are Liverpool going to replace or manage without these two players? With regards to Endo, we have McAllister who's just returned from injury, so he'll start in that number six role. Thiago, from what I know, is back in training, so hopefully he'll be in contention to play in the near future. With regards to Salah, now this may be an unpopular opinion because I haven't seen many people in the media or content creators mention this. I would actually start Harvey Elliott on the right wing. He might not be the quickest of wingers, but he's still a dynamic player who's creative on the wing and has shown great attacking play for me this season. So I think the next few weeks will be fine. Uh, the January window is also open, but if I'm being honest, I don't expect Liverpool to do any business. A lot of fans are actually quite annoyed with that and I've already seen the FSG out bandwagon um, on social media. I personally don't understand why. Uh, we're, we're not going to sign players on a short-term basis just for the sake of it. I think if we have enough players um, to continue with this title charge, I think we do. Um, I feel like we have the numbers. I know there has been a few injuries, but who doesn't have an injury in their squad right now? So signing a player just for the sake of it or just to get a couple of names through the door is not the strategy that Liverpool normally deploy. So... Drop a comment and let me know what you guys think. Just got a comment here from Daz Reynolds. So thank you, Daz, for your comment. Where do you think we can pressure Arsenal? And his second comment is definitely both penalties could 
Jonathan have seen red. Yeah, Joel Linton one is a good point, actually. Um, I think, yeah, yeah, the crowd's reaction was definitely evident of, of that uh, clipped Sabo's line from behind. That was a blatant yellow. So, yeah, I think with Liverpool, us Liverpool fans, we're getting numb to this sort of decisions now. Uh, it, it doesn't surprise me as much, so I don't get irked like a lot of other fans do. But yeah, it is frustrating. He should have got a second yellow uh, later on. But in terms of your first point, where do you think we can pressure Arsenal? I'll be doing a match preview at 10.30, so I'll go into more detail. But this game is going to be a big game, uh, FA Cup uh, fixture this Sunday against Arsenal. I see both teams playing strong lineups because after this fixture, both teams have a long layoff until the next Premier League game. Uh, so... I'm not expecting a lot of rotation. Uh, I think it will be a game where I think Liverpool might play on the counter more, obviously being away from home. Um, but I expect Liverpool to start very, very aggressively. Um, but I'll speak in more detail. Uh, so make sure to tune in 10.30 later on today. So on to the next game. Um, it's Fulham versus Arsenal now. Arsenal were unable to get the win at the Cottage. It's not been a great December for the Gunners. Fulham denied them top spot. And fans are already saying that the title is gone. Honestly, I disagree with that. It's too premature to say that um, as there's still a lot of games to be played. In terms of the game, Arsenal opened the score sheet. A great play by Martelet on the left wing. He cuts in and shoots. Ball is parried away by Leno, but only as far as uh, to Saka. He basically taps it in from close range. Fulham get an equaliser around the 29th minute. What a ball by Kenny from the left-hand side. Beautifully weighted pass to Raul Jimenez, who smashes it into the middle of the goal. And then just before the hour mark, Fulham take the lead as the Cordova Reed scores from close range from the corner. Instinctive finish from the attacker there. Saka has a chance to equalise for Arsenal, but he balloons his shot over the bar. Big opportunity there. Should have done better. And Fulham's Pereira almost makes it 3-1 for Fulham after his free kick hits the crossbar. But let's give some credit to Fulham, who were fantastic in the game. And for me, fully deserved the win. Arsenal, on the other hand, they need to fix up shop. As I just mentioned, they've got Liverpool this Sunday in the FA Cup. So they need to gain some momentum. Whether it's within that competition or league, it's, it's more of a team form. Um, because they're lacking, I think, confidence right now. They're certainly lacking a killer instinct in front of goal. A striker has been mooted as a potential January signing. Will it happen? I'll be honest with you, at this minute, it's very hard to say. They were linked with Napoli's Victor Osimhen, but surprisingly, he's just extended his contract at the club. And I say surprisingly because he's not had the best of relations with the hierarchy there. He's had differences with the management. He's not actually got along with the fans as well. And he looked like he was destined to leave the club. And to be fair, his fee would be ridiculous right now. I think it would be in the range of £150 million. So the other alternative is Brentford's Ivan Tony. Who I actually think would be an amazing signing for Arsenal. And I think that he'll actually take them to a different level. But would he have the same impact as he's been inactive due to his suspension? Honestly, I see that being more of a summer signing, but you never know. Watch this space and I'm sure we'll be discovering a lot of transfer news in the coming days and weeks. On to the next fixture, Man City versus Sheffield United, which ended 2-0. City produced back-to-back -back wins and climb up to third position in the league. Above Arsenal, which will probably worry some fans, uh, Rodri opened the scoreline with a fantastic goal. Dribbles past a couple of players before hitting a low shot into the corner. 
Like, you wouldn't think he was a defensive midfielder the way he scored that goal. Very Yaya Toure esque, the way he dribbled past the players and shot. Uh, City had plenty of chances, but it was Alvarez who makes it 2 0, scoring from close range. Great one to play by Oscar Bob and Foden on that left hand side. Overall, a routine win for the Sky Blue of Manchester. They face Huddersfield in the FA Cup third round this Sunday. Next fixture, Nottingham Forest versus Manchester United, which ended 2 1 to Forest. Typical, typical United. People really thought I was throwing shade at them last episode when I said they won't bounce back after a great win against Villa. But for me, history um, will show that this is what United do. They'll get one good result and then they'll <laughs> fall apart onto the follow-up. Forest were victorious and it was Dominguez who opens the scoreline with a nice low shot into the corner. But Forest can see the poor goal, in my opinion, as Matt Turner gives the ball away from goal. Uh, to Ganacho, he passed it to Rashford and he pretty much slots it in to make it 1-1. A late Christmas gift for United there. But it was a former United player who helps Forrest take the lead and gave them the win. Great play from Alanga on that right-hand side. He squares it to Gibbs-White, who unleashes a powerful shot in the corner. What a goal it was. I'm sure Alanga enjoyed that one. I think, for me, United have made a big mistake to, uh, in selling him uh, last summer. If he was in that United squad right now, he would be one of the first names on that team sheet. He's better than Anthony. And I made a bold, bold prediction earlier this season that Alanga will have a better GA than Anthony. And for me, it is looking very, very likely that that will be the case. I'm not going off by any recency bias with Alanga. For me, he's actually been one of Forrest's stand-up players this season. But I guess United's loss is Forrest's gain. And that win helps Forrest move up to 15th position. Uh, with 20 points, that new manager bounce is live and kicking right now. As for United, back to the drawing board, 14 points away from Liverpool, who are top of the table, if you didn't know. Uh, United faced Wigan away in the FA Cup third round, which I believe is on Monday. Then they faced a tough game against Spurs in the Premier League. But knowing United, they probably will get the win and then lose the following game in the Premier League, which is against Wolves, just the way they roll it um, this season. Next fixture... Tottenham versus Fulham, sorry, Bournemouth. And Spurs produced a fantastic win to close the gap on the top four against a very informed Bournemouth team. Um, Spurs opened the scoreline very early on as Saar drives the ball uh, and has plenty of space, hits a lovely shot into the bottom corner. 1-0 to Spurs. From a defensive point of view, poor play from Bournemouth as Neto gives the ball away initially and then even when the ball was inter intercepted by uh, Tottenham and uh, Saar was dribbling the ball, the Bournemouth defence were just backed off and gave him too much room to execute a shot. So they need to press on uh, a lot more quicker if they are to stop any of those long shots coming into the area. Son makes it 2-0 with a lovely left-footed shot into the corner. Great counter-attack from Spurs. La Celso with the assist there. Bernard Johnson hits a low cross to Richarlison. who scores from point, point blank to make it 3 now. I've seen that move happen a couple of times previously this season, so they're certainly forming a good partnership in the team. Alex Scott gets a consolation goal for the Cherries very late on in the game. Spurs are still in fifth position, but only one point behind their London rivals, Arsenal. So it's getting neck and neck in terms of that top four race. In other, other games, Aston Villa beat Burnley 3-2 and end up being a crucial late winner from Villa 
Leon Bailey opens the scoreline with a fantastic goal, and he's been in great form in recent weeks. Burnley level with a great finish from Anduni, who scored with an acrobatic effort. Villa then make it 2-1. Great play by Watkins on the right channel. He cuts a pass to Diaby, who finishes fantastically with his right foot. Burnley are reduced down to 10 men as Sander Berger gets sent off after his second yellow. But that didn't seem to affect the team. They bounce back to equalise. Great play by Foster, who drives with the ball on the right-hand side and hits a low shot into the near post. By the last minute, Diaby is fouled in the box and a penalty is awarded. Douglas Luiz steps up, hits a high shot, clips the crossbar and goes in. Lucky with the finish there, but hey, it gives Villa the win and moves them up to second place, which is an amazing uh, achievement right now so far for Una Emery's team there. Next fixture, Luton Town versus Chelsea. Now this match ended up being a goal fest. Cole Palmer, or should I call him Cold Palmer, opens the scoreline with a lovely left footed strike. Madueke makes it 2 0 with a powerful right footed strike that hits the roof of the net. The third goal, what a finish by Palmer. As he skips around the keeper and hits the back of the net. What's his name? Ross Barkley scores a header against his former club to make it 3 1. Adebayo finally gets his goal after his previous effort was disallowed by VAR. He scores his fifth goal of the season to get the consolation goal for Luton Town. The next game, Crystal Palace versus Brentford. The Eagles get their first win in nine games, which feels like a lifetime, I'm sure, for Eagle fans there. But they didn't start off well as Brentford took the lead. Great play by Jensen, who produced a clever back flick uh, to Roslev, who hits a great cross to Lewis Porter. He smashes the ball into the back of the net with a lovely left foot strike. A Palace equalised with a great finish from Elise with the outside of his left foot. He's in great form right now. Eze then makes a 2-1 as he drives into the box and finishes fantastically with his left foot. And Elise then makes it 3-1 with a fantastic run inside the box and he calmly slots it into the bottom corner. What a turnaround from Palace. They've now moved up to 14th place in the league. Next fixture, Wolves versus Everton now. Wolves are on fire right now. That's three wins in a row against a very informed Everton side. Kilman opens the scoreline with a scruffy finish. Cunha makes it 2-0 with a tap-in. He's been in great form as well. Um, great play by Huang Hee Chan on the right-hand side. He'll be solely missed as he's off on international duty in the Asian Cup as well. Dawson finishes the game 3-0 with a flick from Cunha's cross. Wolves remain in 11th place, but on level points with Chelsea, who are currently 10th. In the final fixture, West Ham versus Brighton. Um, Ariola and still definitely stepped up in this game and gave their teams a point apiece. Uh, Ariola was probably the busiest of goalkeepers as he made plenty of saves um, to help uh, the match remain goalless. But a point for both teams, for me, is still a good result. So that's my match week 20 review. Before we end the show, uh, I will announce the FPL Manager of the Week. So this uh, title goes to Andy Lewis, and his team is called Tottenham Hot Squirts, which is a wild name. Um, probably should have said it out loud, but it is what it is. He managed to attain 118 points. Now, that bench boost couldn't have been timed better as he managed to gain 26 points. Um, so well done to Andy, 
who's actually my former manager. Hope you're doing well and a happy new year to you and your family. In terms of my performance, I gained only 75 points, which I thought was good until I had a browse through the league and there were quite a few people that had three digits. But I've dropped to 23rd position. Um, it was going so well um, as I've been climbing up the table in the last few weeks, but I'll be back, no problem at all. So let's have a look at the top 10 and see if there's any movies and shakers. So let's begin. So as you can see, guys, Nana Sare, still number one. Um, you managed to get 98 points in this match week, which is still a good uh, number what's, um, this week. Jordan Smith still remains in second place. We've got a few people that have moved up. So we've got Zig Ziglar, number three. Piras Verma uh, on number four. Muya Fabinho Jr., number five. Vipin Mohan, uh, number six. And then you've got one Ashraf dropping to number seven. Ali Askar, Mosaferi jumping, uh, jumping down to eighth. Jake Harrison dropping to ninth. And you've got Sebastian Tunic who's moved up and claimed 10th place. So it's getting close up there. You know, the gap isn't that big between the, t the teams here. Um, I'm all the way down here. I'm here. 20 in 23rd position but you know I'll, I'll make my way up there no problem at all and yes that is a wrap up for today guys so thank you so much for tuning in guys uh, thank you to Daz for your comments uh, if you just sent another comment here as well I shared your link on X thank you so much for sharing the link and for showing your support to the channel appreciate it as always Daz um, if you haven't already guys please don't forget to like comment share and subscribe to the channel as I mentioned earlier on in the show to Daz, um, I'll be doing a match preview of Arsenal versus Liverpool very shortly at 10pm, so eight minutes away. Might as well go grab yourself a drink and tune in very shortly. Um, a short winter break uh, in the Premier League, so we'll be back with Match Week 21 review 23rd of Jan, so three weeks away, but not to worry. Uh, we'll be doing a lot of content uh, in the coming days and weeks. And to all of our viewers and listeners, thank you so much for your support over the, uh, over the last 12 months or from day one, if you've been watching my show. Uh, we appreciate each and every one of you and you're helping us grow and reach new audiences with our channel. So thank you as always, guys. Um, happy New Year to everyone. Take care. Stay safe. And I hope to speak to you all very, very soon. Uh, goodbye.